Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. I was a victim of my own success, and I did some Ed Sullivans I hate. On those Ed Sullivan shows, I began to realize, uh, not just there, everywhere, all these shows, I didn't fit. And here's what I was missing. I was missing who I was. I began with a dream of being Danny Kay, which is a very mainstream dream. It's very middle America. It's a people pleaser job. And I dreamed a path that was traditional. Comedian, uh, disc jockey, comedian, actor, big success. A mainstream dream. Meanwhile, what I really was, was an outlaw and a rebel because I had lived that kind of life. I got kicked out of three different schools. I got kicked out of the Air Force. I got kicked out of the choir. I got kicked out of the altar boys. I got kicked out of summer camp. I got kicked out of the Boy Scouts. And I quit school at ninth grade. I had great marks. I was a smart kid, but I didn't care. They weren't teaching what I want. I didn't give a shit. It's important in life if you don't give a shit. It can help you a lot. So I didn't give a shit. And I was this kind of, I was a pot smoker when I was 13. We broke the law. We broke into cars. We broke into offices. We broke into Columbia University. We broke into stores. We did all sorts of unlawful things. And I was that kind of person. I was one who swam against the tide of what is expected and what, is, uh, what the establishment wants from us. But I didn't know that about myself because this dream blinded me. This dream was about America, about the path that we all follow, the middle of the road, middle class, America, mainstream, will dream. And, and being, meanwhile, I'm sitting there like this, you know, fuck those people. Fuck that shit. Look at this stupid shit. No, I don't want to be in the bunny number. Can I get out of the bunny number, please? I don't want to put on that fucking <laughs> uniform. You know, and, and, and I didn't know this dissonance was inside me. And in the period this is happening, all through the 60s, the counterculture was forming. The free speech movement started in Berkeley. The hippies were growing into a force. And peace, love, power, love, flower power, pot smoking, anti-authority. See, bing, 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 anti-authority. Throw over the establishment. Burn down the math building? Wow! Ding, 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 ding. So I gravitated toward that because I was that person, really. And 
And the people I hung around with were that way. The, the musicians I knew in the late 50s had gone through that transition. Suddenly they looked different and their music changed. And I'm listening to people like the Buffalo Springfield. I'm listening to Bob Dylan. I'm listening to these people and I realize these artists are using their talent to project their feelings and ideas, not just please people. And I suddenly was able to see my place and to realize I was in the wrong place. You see, in 1967, the summer of love, the peak of the hippie movement, I was 30. I was entertaining people in nightclubs who were 40. And they were at war with their kids who were 20. There was a generation war. I was in the middle of it. I was 30, 20, 40. And I'm going, I say, what the fuck am I doing over here? These are the people that will at least understand me and give me a chance. So it took two years. I didn't go to the mountain and come back different. I didn't do a Bobby Darren. I didn't do a whatever you know, those people who just go away and they're back new suddenly. I took two years to change and it happened on television. So it was, it, I, had, I had denied that part of myself and finally it came into full flower and I never became a really big success until that. Mm -hmm. I probably had uh, 200 television appearances by that time and I still wasn't realized as a, as a writer, comedian, as a comedian. I, I, by that I mean I hadn't let myself grow into that. And, and I found out later I, I was more than just a comedian. Hello, and welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast that pissed off shitbag Steve Commanders and cost my daddy his job and then pissed them off yet again with his number one book, Mental Health Barricade. And now your host, my Uncle Mike, and best-selling author, my daddy. Fuck you, Commanders. Up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Roll Call Room podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nick. With me is my buddy, the president of the National My Little Pony Federation. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Mike, how are you doing? What is up, my brother from another mother? Ah, election day. Election day is finally here. Oh, boy. Get into it. It is finally here. We can stop with the commercials. We can stop with the Facebook ads, Instagram. The bullshit text messages I'll be getting. <laughs> messages that we discussed last episode. Um, so much to catch up on. I feel like uh, we haven't done an episode in forever, but it's only been a week. We're right back on schedule. Uh, we're doing these on the weekly again, which is fantastic. You motherfucker. What are you drinking mm, right now? Mm, what mm. is that? Um, uh, what is that? Tell the audience what that is because they can't see the video. Did, you weren't supposed to see that. What is it? 
You weren't supposed to, you didn't see anything. It was nothing. Tell, tell these, tell the fan, the, you're betraying the fans. Tell the fans what you just fucking drank out of. Um, I have some tea. Well, first of all, you're a bitch. And second of all, uh, what cup, where did you go get that tea? Um, from. Later, I'll fucking say it. From a store. What store? What uh, national chain? Um, it could be that out of my sight. Don't fucking pick that drink up. You turn that cup the other way. This is not a fucking NASCAR race. Um, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts, folks. Yes, yes. Uh, and then on top of that, <laughs> this guy bitches and moans that I never send him anything, and I send him a care package with uh, coffee and coffee for his unit, like for his coworkers. Um, how awesome was that coffee? Amazing. It's the, did you smell it like when I opened up the package? Okay. Well, well, let me let me take a step back first. I forgot that you said you were going to send me um, some coffee. Oh, you thought I was fucking with you again? So I fucking got the package. Mm-hmm. Told Lisa, I'm like, uh, I can only imagine what this is. Can only imagine. And then for some reason, I sniffed it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. And then I'm like, oh. He sent me coffee. Yeah, I'm like, doesn't feel like a book in there. But hey, I got coffee. You know, the funny thing is, is I put your book in that package and then I took it out. You're a dick. <laughs> I was like, I was like, nah, nah, still not ready. Put that fucking cup down. <laughs> uh, I sent Mike our um, our wonderful uh, chief blend from RollCallRoomCafe.com. Um, Coffee is uh, really, really delicious. It's actually the only thing I can drink now. I'm not just saying that because it's my own, um, but um, it's been fantastic. Fans are ordering it. I really appreciate that. Thanks for the support. Um, and speaking of fans, we have some shout outs today um, that I'd like to. Uh, Mike, you want to kick it off? Actually, you kick it off this time. I feel like I always kick it off. With yeah, um, just a big shout out. Another shout out to my cousin, Rye. What's up, brother? Um, big shout out to Brian from the MTA. MTA. Um, MTA. Um, funny. <laughs> Watch the gap. Um, funny. Uh, quick story. Um, he. Stand back from the tracks, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start in this Is there, Excuse me. Is, excuse me. Is this going to Penn Station? Yeah, you're going to need to get a map. That's oh. the. That, you see those uh, that display right there? That's a map. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, stand back. Next, next stop. <laughs> That's always what it sounds like. Watch next the gap. Stop. Street. Stand back from the gap. <laughs> boom boom. Those of you that have never taken New York City Transit or DC Transit. It's always the same fuck. It's the same. <laughs> always. You hear, you hear everything but the stop that you want to be on. Like, you just, it's like, next stop. <laughs> Avenue. And then everyone's like, what did what he say? Where? What? Is this, is this what? going to Jamaica? Is this? And then it's, it's always like the guy sleeping. He's like, eh, trains go to Babylon, motherfucker. Well, and you're like, oh, all right. Thanks, pal. Lately in New York City, it's this. Ladies and gentlemen, next stop is going to be robbery and homicide. 
Robbery and Homicide Avenue. And clear closing doors following rape. Next stop, rape. Stand back from the closing doors. <laughs> you always have to, you always have to have watch the gap in there. Uh, watch the gap. Watch the gap. Watch the gap. Um so Ryan from MTA, what's up, bro? Brian, Brian, Brian. Tell us the story, bro. Tell us what happened. Uh so my brother has a poster of us, signed poster. If anybody wants a poster, reach out to us. We'll send them out. Um, Brian's like, yo, you know those guys? And my brother's like, uh, yeah, like, why wouldn't I know those guys? Like, this guy right here, the good looking one, is my brother. And this guy over here, Nick, he's one of the family. He's one of our family members. Yeah. And he's like, holy shit, that's fucking amazing. So it was, it was pretty funny. My brother, my my brother's like, oh, my brother's a superstar, and I was like, yeah, you know, I am. Dude, it, <laughs> it is nutty, and now with a cafe, get that fucking cup out of my sight. Uh, and now because you did that, now wait till you see what we're going to do at the end of this episode. Um, you know, now that I have the cafe, there are actual fans that drive from locations, and they come in here. And I'm usually at the register if it's not my daughter. It's it's me bringing people up, and it's just crazy because they're like, "You're Nick from the roll call room." I was like, "Yep, that's me." That's pretty cool. That's me. Uh, I have a couple of shout outs, uh, Ryan and Haley. Um, good uh, good folks. They're up in uh, Maine. Uh, got a couple of police departments I want to sh- shout out to. Uh, shout them. out! I'm gonna shout, shout them out. Shout out, uh, Sacco. That's a town in Maine, Saco. Um, that's a weird name, Saco. Saco. I don't want to work for Saco PD. You know, that sounds pretty cool, Saco. Maybe it's not as cool. As how you doing? This is Officer Nick. I'm from Saco PD. That's how I would say it though. Like I would have to do like a long ass, like Saco. Not the oh. uh, I'm investigating an accident hit and run, and I am from Saco PD. Please give me a call back at one eight hundred. So, Bidford, Bidford, Maine. That's another another place. Uh, and Scarborough, Scarborough, yeah, Scarborough. So that's another one, Scarborough, like Scar. Not bad, not bad. You and my little friends. Um, but they reached out. Uh, they ordered some uh, some swag from the rollcallroom.com. Um, and uh, I told them I would give them a shout out because uh, they're cool peeps and uh, their squad listens to it. Um, and uh, I know quite a few people up in Scarborough uh, that uh, listen to it as well. So uh, Maine, keep warm. I'm sure it's like 10 degrees there by now. Ugh. I hate it up there by you? It's raining and windy. It's a motherfucker. Yeah, it's windy over here. Um, but it's still like fifty, and it, but that's cold for us down here. So, um, but uh, like Mike said, we have tons of posters and swag still available. If you want some posters, reach out to Nick at rollcallroom.com or Mike at rollcallroom.com. Um, so the episode uh is uh, about election day, um, but. We've had some things happen within the last week in the law enforcement community uh, that need to be discussed um, before we go into the uh, politics side, which we never get into politics. And we're really not going to dabble too much into politics because, um, you know, we just we try and stay middle ground, 
middle ground. Um, so I think the big thing that needs to be discussed is w- within society is the, the term cause and effect, cause and effect. When you cause something, there is an effect because of it. We, I talked about it in the um, uh, Brianna Taylor case. Um, and recently there was a case in Philadelphia where a guy, you saw that video, Mike? <laughs> I watched it couple times, yeah. Me too. Um, if you come at officers with a knife, I don't know. I just, I just, I can't wrap my head around how people in society think that the officers are going to stand there and take getting stabbed. And then the guy gets shot and riots. And I'm all for peaceful protests. I've said that a million times, but. When you're breaking into Foot Locker and you're breaking into Five Below and you're breaking into Walmart and you're stealing stuff, you're not protest- protesting shit. You're just a fucking thief. Uh, it's ridiculous. And, and you know what? I, I saw something online where it was, you know, uh, you know, obviously it's again, it's black against white. Um, but a lot of these people were, a lot of these people were breaking into mom and pop shops. And minority that are minority owned, yeah, and just destroying them, just taking them out. I mean, it's because it really has nothing to do with the person who um, got killed. It's what it's boiled down to. No, same thing in D.C. Um, two officers um, go to stop a moped. Uh, kid has no helmet on. Goes to stop him. Uh, lights and siren on. Now, I want to preface that D.C. has a no pursuit policy with that. So the officers, you can argue all day long that they weren't pursuing their lights were on. They were following them. And I, I, I just got to go by the capital region where we live in. That's called a pursuit. Okay. So they're following, chasing, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And the body cam footage for this thing is fucking priceless um, because this kid takes off on them, um, goes down an alleyway. And of course, just like the movies, Mike, he comes out of the alleyway and what's coming in the road, a fucking big four by four, pow, fucking slams into him, dead, dead, and protests and riots and shit like that. Not so much riots, just protests, more protests than riots, but there was some unrest, of course. Um, But it goes into what I said, which was cause and effect, cause an effect. If you don't cause this, this effect will not happen. Um, you know, there's been so many instances lately of officers getting hung out to dry by their agencies. Uh, those of you that remember, I did an episode on my agency about one of our officers who got arrested and terminated, uh, for a use of force that happened a year ago. Well, guess what, Mike on Friday, he was convicted. And what gets worse about this, and this is this this is where prosecutors come in, where the where the tainting of prosecutors come in, and the liberalism of prosecutors come in with their agenda. It was an assault and battery, and the victim never showed up, and they still went ahead with the trial with a a victimless prosecution. Now I was with that jurisdiction for 15 years. I cannot tell you 
once when I remember an assault and battery that was not domestic related that went forward with a victimless prosecution. And for the Commonwealth attorney who runs that office was a former Alexandria City police officer. It's ridiculous. How do you do how do you do that? Like how how do you do that? And I, I got slack the last time uh from one of the union uh useless union presidents because I slammed the union for not doing anything for for John, and I'll do it again, which is I don't see any of your ugly mugs on the fucking TV denouncing the Commonwealth attorney. And matter of fact, you should have the rank and file do a vote of no confidence on the Commonwealth attorney. He's just fucking hung one of your guys out to dry with a victimless prosecution conviction. Like, I'm dumbfounded by that. I'm absolutely dumbfounded. When I heard the news that he was convicted, first of all, the first thing I thought of, I was like, wow, this fucking victim showed up for court, which I bet like a hundred bucks he wouldn't show up to court because he's fucking he's a derelict. And um, they just turned around. He didn't show up. They were like, "Eh, you know what? We're going to do victimless prosecution. Ruin this kid's life. Ruin this kid's life. Forget about the fact that this guy's been arrested a fucking million times. It doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. And what gets even better is, is I said this on that episode, was the same night John was arrested, this guy was arrested at the hospital for assaulting a nurse. He gets released on a ticket. John has to go through a booking. How much do you want to bet that when this guy's case comes up, they're going to either dismiss it? Of course. Or the nurse that he assaulted isn't going to show up and they're going to dismiss the fucking case. So this scumbag piece of shit gets a fucking a, a buy. And John, who's a fucking cop and did all these great things when he was a cop, that doesn't fucking matter. It boils down to one incident that a video which can be open for ter- ter- interpretation as far as excessive use of force, he gets fucking sung down the river. Now, John won't serve a day in jail. It'll probably be like suspended sentence and probation. But he's going to, I mean, I don't I don't have the inside information, but he's got to appeal it because that's fucking bullshit. Absolutely. That's absolute fucking bullshit. Um, I have never, ever, in in my law enforcement career in Virginia, I've never seen an assault and battery go forward with, without a victim. I've never seen it. I mean, up in the up in up in the big city, would you have you ever seen an assault and battery where a victim doesn't show up? Where the it's only only domestic, only domestic. Yeah, only- I mean, because you know, you know, the females get um, or male scared or male. Yeah, you know, the the victim. The victim gets scared. They don't want to prostitute. You know, they don't the want guy, to plead. Ass is kicked, bro. That yeah, that is true. I have, you know, I have so- some funny stories about that, bro. Like, I'm not making fun of them, but I've seen guys fucking get their asses kicked and like be embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, I've gone back to the cruiser and laughed <laughs> a, a lot. You know, <laughs> because you're like, you're like. You're a little bitch. Like <laughs> you're a little bitch. You got knocked the fuck out. I knocked the fuck out. You're a little bitch. You're a little bitch. But did you ever see? I mean, have you ever seen anything like that where a, a, a assault and battery goes forward? A simple A and B. Never fucking seen that before, dude. No. Never in a million no. years. It's insane. I mean, it's maybe, insane. maybe I can't even. 
I can't even think of one. But yeah. and and I'm tell I'm I keep telling you you fans and everything you know like I keep telling the listeners you're one good stop away from fucking getting fucking prosecuted or fired. Uh, it's it's not a matter of truth anymore. It's it's the national, um, you know, it's the national rhetoric right now, mm-hmm. which is that if I can hang you out to dry, out to dry as a police officer, it's a feather in my cap, and. These DAs and Commonwealth attorneys, they're all they're all elected officials like yep. the 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 Commonwealth attorney, uh, although he was a former police officer, he had to run for his position. So he's thinking to himself, ultra liberal city. When I run again, I can say, hey, you know, I'm I'm fucking tough on on excessive uses of force. Here's the prosecution that I got. I didn't cowtail down. I didn't. And, and quite honestly, he shouldn't have been able to handle the case. It should have been it should have been adjudicated at another jurisdiction because it's just so much bias. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But I, I just I had to shake my head, man. I had to shake my fucking you know, head. They, they always say it's justice, right? It's justice, but in the long run, it's just us. Yeah, and we have to look out for each other. And and uh, and and John learned very very quickly, like I did when I left, which is um, the thin blue line is more and more becoming a myth. It really is. It, the thin blue line really is when you die in the line of duty. Uh, you lose a lot of friends when you leave an agency or something like what happened with him. People just fucking scatter. Um, I mean, I only hear from like three people out of 305 from my agency. I only hear from three. Other than commanders checking out my net, my uh, LinkedIn or... Um, logging on to the roll call room cafe.com. I see your IP addresses, you fucking dumb fuck. <laughs> you keep logging in from the fucking department's IP address, you dumb fucks. Like, if you want to buy coffee, just buy coffee. If you want to know what's going on with me, just text me. You don't have to stalk me like a fucking ex boyfriend. It's just. Just we're, we're six, seven months down away from where I left the agency. And I, I, I have to laugh because I go and I zoom into Alexandria on our, our um, website and it has where the fucking people are visiting from. Like it tracks all that shit. Like just a step. Like it really does. Um, hey, at least you got fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they just help. I mean, you know, I just wish that they would buy coffee because. You, you know, know the, they, they probably are. They probably are <laughs> under under a secret name. Yeah. Even my chief, my former chief is probably. And you he's know probably, what? He probably buys the chief blend because he wants to know what a real chief actually like. How hard the real chief works. And you know what? Have him come in. I'm sure you give him a free bag. I'll give him a fucking double bag in his mouth. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Um. But I just it's just astounded me. I never even I, I never text you about what happened with John because I wanted to I wanted to get your reaction because Yeah, that's just uh, you know what? Like you, you, you told me like I, I turned away, like I, I really didn't want to hear it because it's just fucking I cannot believe it. It, it hurts. It hurts. It it's it's And you got Philly, you got these officers. Um I don't know if you saw the video of there was another officer. Um who was dragging this kid behind his bumper. He grabbed the kid by the collar and he dragged him. Um, the chief of police suspends him two months without pay. He just filed a grievance today. Um, 
two months without pay for dragging because what was happening is, is his father was being placed in the cruiser and he was fighting the officers and the son went to jump in to stop the officers. So they handcuffed him and dragged him by the back of his shirt behind the, the cruiser to get him away from the officers so they can get the dad in there. So this chief, of course, cowtailed down to, to public opinion and was like, no, I'm not going to have that. And you're suspended and basically fucking suspended him for two months. I can't, um, bro. It's just it's, it, it's such a good time to get out or. I just I, I don't know, man, I, I just don't know. I'm glad I'm at the federal level, like I'm glad that I'm not dealing with the local level anymore because you just look at this shit and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? O- Oregon, Oregon. Um, uh, I think it's Oregon. Just I read something on police one today is decriminalizing uh, hard drugs, heroin, crack, cocaine, um, decriminalizing it, Mike, decriminalizing it. What the fuck is going on? Biden, the- Biden's son can fucking, you know, smoke crack and heroin and rape little girls, and that's all right. So hey, maybe we'll just. Uh, Isn't that something, bro? I mean, I. Well, I mean, I, Biden, and you know, he was a big push for the 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 crimes against drugs, and you know, big pusher. And now he's saying that we should de, you know, we shouldn't, you know, um, arrest for hard drugs. It's like, well, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like all these drugs. All right, marijuana is marijuana. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. Uh, like, you know, but you but in your own house, I, I don't really want to hear. I, I don't want. Don't drive while you're doing it. Like, you know, but if, if you know, you got these guys smoking the fucking glass dick all day long. Uh, they're fucking crackheads. What what good are they? What what good? We have to rehabilitate them. We have to send them to rehab. Yeah, I know. I agree on that. But you know what? How many times are they going to relapse? How many times do these motherfuckers relapse? Well, that's like um, uh, what's Narcan. Now some jurisdictions are uh, are turning around and telling officers not to administer Narcan and wait for medics to come because they want to administer just enough Narcan to keep them alive. Get them to the hospital, and now the hospital gives them the minimum amount of Narcan just to level them off, get them back to where they're supposed to, and then boot them out the out the door. And but you it, you you heard about these Narcan parties too, right? What's that? So they're gonna these fucking crackheads are gonna go get high, but hey, Nick, you get high first. When you pass out, I'll hit you up with Narcan to wake you up. And then I'll get high. And when I pass out, you hit me up with Narcan. Oh, come on. But these motherfuckers, no, these motherfuckers are, and they agree to it. So, like, I'm going to agree to a crackhead going to get me Narcan in time. Meanwhile, he's fucking smoking a glass dick pipe, fucking knocking himself out. And the both these die. So I, I just pulled it up. It's on police1.com. Oregon could become the first United States... Uh, U.S. state to de- decriminalize hard du- drugs. People caught with amounts for their personal use would have the option of paying a hundred dollar fine or attending new free addiction recovery centers. It's on the ballots for um, election day for for you folks in Oregon. Uh, are you out of your fucking mind? Are you out of your fucking mind? A hundred dollar fine 
or go to new free addiction recovery center. What? Who the fuck is paying for that, first of all? And second of all, what? I, oh, Mike. Mike, I, I just can't. I can't, bro. I can't. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. In, in your wildest imagination, when you first decided to go into law enforcement, would you ever think a state would get to the point where they would say, hey, crack, heroin? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. And what crack addict or heroin addict is going to go voluntarily into treatment overpaying a $100 fine? I'll just pay the $100 fine and continue to keep fucking shooting heroin. But listen, don't 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 get me wrong when I said everybody relapses. That you know, there are people that that do um the percentage is very high. You're you're actually right. It's uh, very very high that they relapse. You know, but but still, you, you have all you have, you know, you have some people that do wake up, I guess, and and do what they have to do, you know, but very rare. It's it's rare. It's rare. It's very very rare. Which is un- which is unfortunate because you know, there are really good rehab centers and stuff like that but a state run or or a city owned run or whatever that ain't no fuck that that ain't you ain't fucking getting recovery from Mm -hmm. that no no you wind up you know you go in for you know one drug you fuck get hooked onto something else yeah you come out of rehab and you were you were hooked on cocaine and now you're hooked on heroin i mean it's like you know you just have a just have a fucking bad day you know yeah. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. I would not understand. It's left known and said I'm sorry. I had a bad day again. Spilled a coffee, broke a shoelace. Hey folks, do you love gourmet coffee roasted on site for a reasonable price? Of course you do. The Roll Call Room Cafe imports coffee beans from around the world and roasts on site for the freshest coffee. Check them out at 17229 Wayside Drive, Dumfries, Virginia, 22026 or rollcallroomcafe.com to order coffee. good song bro yeah love the song you know who that is um i don't know i fucking every time i hear it i start saying it though you don't know who this is i don't fucking know i'm not eddie. Uh, yeah eddie money okay yeah like, oh yeah like like i'm wrong motherfucker i just said okay if you say so dude you can fucking Sh- tell me millie vanilli i'd be like all right yeah sean connery died oh yeah can you believe that shit? That's crazy. Well, in 90? How old was he? 90? 90, 90, yeah. But do you remember... Um, Do you remember back in the day, like in 2006, I want to say, when he was interviewing with Barbara Walters and he said that... <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> I would have fly it. Hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember this. Here, yeah, you got to listen to this. I know Sean Connery regrets this conversation. Okay. You did an interview in which you said, it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I didn't love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You have. <laughs> Did you hear that? He changed his opinion. Oh, he says I haven't oh, changed my opinion. I was waiting for him to be like, I've changed my opinion on that. I hit them with the telephone Straight book. Up. <laughs> Straight up, he was like, yeah. 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 I, I didn't love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't. No, not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad. Must, I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. What would merit it? Well, if we have tried everything else, and women are pretty good at this, that they can't leave it alone. Oh, they don't they want to have the, the the last word, and you give them the last word, but they're not happy with the last. She's mad. Really provocative situation. Then, I think it's absolutely right. Could you imagine? Could you imagine it now saying something like that? Holy shit! That was 1987. I'm sorry, that was not in 2000. It was 1987 when he did that interview. Could you fucking imagine being a star now? Like he would be boycotted. Oh, for, his movie oh, would be pulled oh. off. Like this was around Indiana Indiana Jones. Like around then. Like forget he he'd be fucking crucified. Dude, could you imagine like dating Sean Connery and like you're you're like out to dinner with him and then you like get in the, the limousine and you're arguing with him and he's like, if you don't stop this, I'm going to smack you. You're not you're, like, you're not happy with the last word. I'm gonna give you an open hand. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say hit him with a phone book. Wow, dude, that was rough. That was fucking I, I don't, that's gangster, cause fucking. Uh, she's like, "Do you regret saying that?" And he's like, "Nope, no, nope, he owned, not at all. He, he owned that shit." Yeah, I'm happy for him. He, I'm, oh, I don't, I don't condone what he did, though. I don't condone what he did. No, that, no, not at all. I mean, but and I don't mean to shit on his memory. It's just that when I was doing research, like, first I was a big Sean Connery fan. I loved him in Red, Red October. I loved him in. Uh, um, uh, Indiana Jones. I loved him in a lot, a lot of stuff. And um, so I did research on him and somebody like posted that, that video. And I was like, I got to fucking play this. From <laughs> Mike, fucking. Yeah. I, I remember like uh, red October. He's standing there. He's got that big babushka hat on. <laughs> That's all I remember from that movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're going Double the ship. I like in Red October where it's like all of a sudden they're all talking Russian, and then at one point, like the director just gives up and he's like, "Fuck it, we're all talking." <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Including the guy from Jurassic Park who had the worst Russian accent, the fucking worst. It was like, "What are you doing, bro? Just, just stop. Just speak English. Like, don't do that accent. It's horrible. It's horrible." So <laughs> well, I just. <laughs> I just Googled fucking Red October. And uh, according to the Urban Dictionary, Red October is a, f- a phrase used to describe a man who has poison ivy on his penis, testicles, and genitalia, intercourse, hand jobs, and blowjobs, etc. During the Red October period constitutes the spread of the dis of <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> it spreads the poison ivy. Oh my god. Well, Mike, you know, we uh, we talked about uh we talked about you know uh um, the serious stuff in the beginning. We got election day coming up. Get out and um, vote. Get out and vote. Not telling well, you who to vote for, but Trump twenty twenty. Oh fuck, Mike. I gotta take that out now. I can't leave that in the episode. Oh, you can fucking leave it. I can't leave it. You, I can't you can with non politics. That's not politics. Wow. I just said don't vote for anybody. That's all I said. Don't vote for the person that you think is going to do the good job and not sleep on the job. Oh, fuck. Put that fucking cup down. Man, you're fucking treat me like a redheaded stepchild today. Well, you know what? It is now time for everybody's favorite game. We love playing games here on the Roll Call Room podcast. Truth or you lying son of a bitch. You remember this game when we tried playing it on Mike's Echo episode. (laughs) The way that this game will work is I will come up with a story and Mike will come up with a story. And we will have two minutes each to ask as many questions as we want about that story to determine if it is truth or a lie. All right. Mike, I will kick it off. Yeah, please, because I have... You know what? I know these fucking games are coming now, and I still... uh, Just go. Fucking drive me crazy. I love that you hate it. Yeah, I fucking hate this shit. We got to get a guest okay. to fuck with them. I know. I know. I, the, set, the studio is set up so I can have a live person in here. So um, that'll be coming up soon. I think Dave Copenhaver is coming back on. So, all right. So get a call for service that there is a guy out with a knife in the park. Um, pretty cold day out. Uh, arrive on scene. And it's another officer. Um, one that I did an episode on that um, uh, talked ill about me on Facebook and uh, I had to, I had to put her in her place, but um, she was shaking in her boots at the scene because um, she wasn't used to doing real police work. So as uh, soon as another officer arrived, a real police officer, um, this big heavy set sumo wrestler kind of guy um, was naked, like, like naked. And, um, he had a knife in his hand and we tried ordering him down. We had him at gunpoint and we tried ordering him down, ordering him down. And he refused. Um, when we got a little bit closer, he took the knife. It was a, um, probably about an 11 inch knife and he shoved it in his belly. That's my story. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Are you waiting for the questions? Yeah, go for it. Um, what was the sumo-looking guy wearing? Um, as I stated in the uh, story, um, very observant detective, uh, he was naked. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. You can see I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of a story, so I don't even know what the fuck he said. Um, <laughs> well, I figured, That's you know, he could be, mean. listen, he could be naked or he could have that little fucking sumo diaper on. I mean, technically, nope. he's still he's naked. A, he was a big boy. He was a big boy. 
So you say he was a big boy. That leads me to my second question. How heavy mm-hmm. was he? I would say a tray and a half hmm. to a, a quad. Did he have his hair in a man bun? No, he was bald. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Got that. All right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the service uh, call for service again? A man in the park with a knife naked. Mm, okay. You said that. Mm-hmm. I wrote mm-hmm. I wrote that down. Did he have shoes on? Uh yes. What kind of shoes? Um I don't particularly remember, mm-hmm. but they were he did have shoes. I'm gonna say on. Crocs. Okay. <clears throat> good good choice. Uh, I love Crocs. What was he yelling? Uh, it was gibberish. It was like, I'm not going back. You don't know. I'm not listening anymore. Now, was this in English or in? No, no, it was in English. Samurai. Was in English. Samurai talk. Samurai talk. Um, I'll Google that and see if I can find it. All right. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to say. Time. What? Hmm? what? Time. Hmm. Real or fake? Real or are you lying son of a bitch? I'm going to go with your lying son of a bitch. And the determination is that is a true story. And the best part about it is, is that um, he was a big fat guy. And um, the best part about him being big and fat is that when he shoved the knife in, it only went into his fat Mm -hmm. and it didn't actually puncture any like organs or anything because his he was fat i mean he had a lot a lot of fat that's funny i had a, I had a stabbing case like that where the doctor was like hey good thing this kid's fat because it really didn't penetrate anything so yeah well that's i mean that's the one benefit of getting yeah, fat yeah. all right mike <sighs> hit me with it um all right Since Halloween just passed, happy Halloween. Oh, oh happy Halloween, everybody. Um, go to a dispute, family dispute. Oh, okay. I like it already. Ring the doorbell a couple times. No, mm-hmm. no answer. Go around. Nobody's home. They mock the job. They leave. Second call. Same thing. Knock, nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Then, as somebody's walking by mm-hmm. the house, they decide to kick a pumpkin, and the pumpkin goes flying. And they realize that pumpkin is actually a head. What? It's the head of... The victim. What? From that house. Holy shit. Yep. And that's my story. Hmm. Okay. Time starts for me. Were you the person that kicked the pumpkin? No. Okay. Hmm. What was the original call for service? Dispute. Family dispute. Family dispute. Have you ever been there before? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. 
how long was the head there? Mm, I couldn't tell you. No. Okay. Um, what color hair was the head? I couldn't. Brown. 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 The hair on the head. Okay. Is the mouth open or closed? Open. Color eyes. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Were they wearing a Make America Great a hat? No. Were they Were they wearing glasses? No. Did somebody take the head and turn it upside down and use it for Twizzlers? For trick or treat, that would be a good idea, but no, no. Okay, my time is up. Time is up. You're a lying son of a bitch. Eh. That is uh, a true, true story. That is a true story. Fuck, that's nasty. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the females, <laughs> she's like, ah, you know, walking down the street. Uh, it was actually a cop because they did a couple of like uh, we call them like um, canvases over there and she just it was next to a fucking garbage and she thought it was a pumpkin head and she, no. and she kicked it and it was the head of the victim yeah. that's bad yeah it's a true story yeah Thank, that's I mean bad. now forget it the people would have been fired that were involved in the original calls but nope uh, true story All right, here's the last one. I I got another one? Yeah, you got to come up with another one. Come on. This is my fucking God. So get a call for service. The way that we work things in my old agency, we work two on, two off, and then every other weekend off. Okay. So Thursday, we get a call for service that this lady who had gotten arrested the day before for stealing from her company um, was not answering her phone. And um, the job that got her arrested checked on her the following day, make sure that she was okay and she wasn't answering her phone. So Thursday, I go out there, summertime, by the way, I go out there, her car is in the parking lot, no packages outside, no mail outside, knock on the door, no answer. I can't obviously bust in. I don't have, you know, extenuating circumstances to kick in the door. So I clear the the job, you know, unfounded, like called her cell phone, called family. They said they had heard from her earlier in the day. Good. So I'm off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday rolls around in the evening, Another call comes in. Um, same thing, job calls. They still can't get a hold of her. They're getting worried. Now the family's getting worried. So go up to the door, push the door open a little bit, you know, just before the latch uh, hits and um, get that infamous smell. Mm. Infamous smell. Um, get the go ahead, kick the door in, and uh, she's hanging in the closet. Um and she had been hanging there from the first time that I got there on Thursday. She had laid out her uh, her arrest paperwork on her bed and like a goodbye uh, goodbye note. Um, 
but she had been there for a while. She had been there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then part of Monday. And it was hot. Like this girl obviously like tried to save on electricity and didn't believe in air conditioning. So that's my story. And her eyes were open, which was creepy. I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, like it's just a regular story. It's like, no, mm-hmm. there's like nothing to it. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I, how am I supposed to like ask questions on a regular story? Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, what time of day was the original sir call for service? About four o'clock in the afternoon. And who called? Uh, her old company. Why was her old company calling her? Uh, they they really liked her a lot, and they felt terrible that they had to have her arrested. When was the last time the family talked to her? She wasn't very close with her family. It was a while. Um, what? Hmm. Any drugs or alcohol? Nope. 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 We're not even going to address the fact that Spice Girls are playing right now. No. Um. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? Scary. Um, that makes sense. Who was the original call for service? Wasn't picking up her phone. No, who's who's the original... Who called the second time around when you got back? Her job again. Her? <laughs> and time is up. Uh, fuck. I'm going to say you lie. Lie? Yep. Mm, oh, shit. Cause, no, because in, in, the, in the original story, you said that the family talked to her. And then when I asked my question, you said that they weren't close. They weren't close, but when they call back the So you give them false information. No. Yeah. Bullshit. No. Bullshit. Bullshit. Nope. I call I call bullshit. No, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. Next. Hold on. Hold on. Let me drink my coffee. You fucking Yo, no, that's bullshit. The questions I ask, you're not answering truthfully. I could picture you tucking it back like in uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Puts the lotion in the basket. Don't you hurt my fucking dog? How many commanders do you think do this? Like where they stand in front of a full mirror yeah. with their listen, uh, with their listen. shirt on, and they tuck it back. Like that. I've I've been blessed in my twenty years. I've had, I'm gonna say, well. I'll wait till I'll wait till I uh, you retire. I retire, but I've had yeah. I've don't do a Nick. I've, don't do a Nick. Yeah, but I've had some great uh, commanders. Let's just put it that way. I have not. <laughs> I, I've, had, I've had some some I've had some great leaders, and yeah, so I, I've been blessed. Not like you. I 
I guess my agency is like the breeding ground for what not to fucking do. What not to fucking do. I have. I don't have another story. I'm giving up on this fucking game. I can't. I, you gotta fucking. I gotta like pre-think these things. And you know what? It's too. A lot of my cases, I can't say. Either. Yeah, I know. So now, it, now my muzzle is off. I could talk about yeah. All so fucking cases. Next Halloween, we'll fucking talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, folks, I am not shitting on these people's memories or, or, or their lives or anything, but these are the, these are the traumas that you see that like at the time they're so fucked up, but you just put them out. You're just like, eh. because if you don't, you just fucking can't survive. Like you can't fucking mm-hmm. do your job. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, a lot of stuff I can't talk about and I won't talk about. Yeah. Well, I'll get you to talk about it once you leave. Yeah, once I mean, yeah, once you're gone. Once you're gone. Once you're gone. Once once you um, cut service. I kind of can't wait for you to be gone because I want to interview you like a month after you're gone and see if you felt the same thing I did after I've been gone. Like, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's just do a Nick's the host and Mike's the Mike's the um, the guest and and whatever. And listen, everybody knows. Everybody knows me. I'll shoot the shit, and I'll you know, I'll I'll say what's up. I'm not. I don't sugarcoat shit. Uh, never did. Never will. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how it is. You know, and know. a lot of people out there will will agree with me. Yeah, that's why I think some people are afraid of you, especially with the shit that you say. <laughs> well, listen. I just that's a one year anniversary episode ruffles some feathers, my friend. Oh, really? Did it? Oh boy! Yeah, feathers. Yeah, you can see the smile on my face. Yeah, some people are a little upset. Little upset. Who's upset? Who's upset? Well, uh, I heard uh, some apparel company was upset that we mentioned them, and some apparel company yeah. was upset that we mentioned them. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I thought all our apparel was good. Hmm. Weird. Especially. Uh, SupremeWhiskeyStones.com yeah. and uh, com, yeah, and SaltyDogs.com and uh, what other Leo-owned companies? Because, you know, that's what we support. It's Leo-owned. Leo-owned. I'll say it again. Leo-owned. Not preying on law enforcement officers' uh, purchases and you're not part of law enforcement. That's Oh, you know what we should do? You know how they do the military? Um, oh, fake warrior. Fake warrior. We, fake we warrior? should do stolen, stolen valor. valor. Stolen we should valor. do a stolen yeah. valor fucking episode, you know, yeah. and fucking. Uh, yeah, because eh, whatever. No, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah. Like you're still fucking making sales and shit, but you're but, you know, you're going to sit there and call me a fucking liar and call me a thief. But. You're fucking scamming customers by by selling law enforcement apparel, and you're not a fucking you're not owned by law enforcement. Well, how many listeners do we have? Uh, over a hundred thousand. So you know it's free publicity for them. Uh, uh, no, I don't. Say no, I'm just saying. And they took their episodes off of our fucking. I'm category. just saying they should be happy. They're getting some type of air talk. Yeah, yeah, that's about the only air talk because we don't have. Who else got anybody else got pissed off? Anyone else get that period about anything? I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. Not me. Nope. I'm still here, motherfucker. 
Yeah, you didn't run. I didn't run for the hills. Not no. yet. Listen, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't need to send fucking emails and text messages to people's wives. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you know, we got a really, really good feedback from the year anniversary uh, episode. I can't believe it's gone by uh, that fast. Um, uh, and uh, we wouldn't have been able to do it without you folks. Uh, you know, we're on a regular uh, schedule now where we're putting stuff out every week. Um, and we're glad that you're on for the ride. Um, and as always, um, Mike and I appreciate it. Like I said before, and Mike said before, uh, we have posters that we um, have ready to go. They're free posters. Um, you want one signed, just uh, email me at nick at rollcallroom.com or mike at rollcallroom.com. Um, uh, we've got coffee, which is rollcallroomcafe.com. We have uh, Rookie, Sergeant, and Dark Roast Blend, which is Chief. Uh, the best part about our Chief Blend is it's not a fucking prick. <laughs> so, um, Mike? What do you got for the good of the order? It's been a year. It's been you know, like year review was pretty good. Um, keep keep listening, man, because we have a lot of things behind the scenes going on. A lot of a lot of crazy, funny shit coming up um, that we want you guys to be a part of. Um, just and also, if you want to be on the show, like you're a fan, you've been a fan of the show since the beginning, and you want to be on the show, and you've got some topics that you think that you would want to come on and talk about or you just want to come on and talk to mike and i and have us just fucking goof on you and have fun uh i want to do a couple of those episodes too so um yeah we'll keep you anonymous we've always kept our guests anonymous uh unless you guys want to you know it's up to you guys you could come up with a little little crazy name but we we recommend that you don't use you could use your name but you know department don't pull it don't pull a name Actually, you, yeah. you can come on and you could be Nick. Yeah, you could be me and just be like, "Fuck you, Chief! <laughs> fuck you! Fuck this fucking guy! Get down on your knees and sucking dick and yeah. fucking dick and farts, dick jokes." And now I'm free. Yeah. Like Tom yeah. Petty said, I'm just, I just like, I I read articles now and I'm just like, oh, I can openly talk about that now. Put that fucking cup down, you fucking motherfucker. Yo, let me tell you something before we go. Detective mm-hmm. Espresso Blend. Was yo. Good. Let me fucking tell you something. And I'm not I'm not like an espresso. I'm not a big coffee guy. Yo, that shit was banging. Good. Yeah, it was really good. good. Yep. And thanks to you, we uh we roasted that. We roasted that just for you. So, that shit was uh, delicious. All right, folks, uh, take good care of each other and um, make sure you check out on HBO uh, Ernie and Joe's Crisis Cops. I just want to put that out again. If you haven't checked that out and you're into CIT and all that stuff, telling you that documentary will blow your mind. All right, folks, be good to each other and go vote. Lighter. Bro, we can't can't talk politics. I'm not talking politics. You can't tell people to go bar- go vote for the orange guy. I didn't say that. I said vote for who you feel is right. Smart. You're gonna vote for him anyway. Trump. I mean, I just want Biden just to see him fucking like fall apart. I don't even want to see that shit. Fuck your drink. Fuck your drink. Do 
Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you can get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to rollcallroom.com to pledge today.